Is Mike even here? He's not even in here yet, but when he Perfect. does get here, we're going to get an update about his presidential run because I know that Barack Hussein Obama inspired that. Well, you do realize we are only 12 years away from Mike being eligible to run for office. Yes, yeah, so I could definitely, I could see that. Um, I, I mean, I could you imagine, exactly could, like, like could, could you imagine it, right? You, we're, we're sitting here in 2036, you and I were watching the news, right? We're, we're seeing Mike pull off just this improbable run. And then all of the major political networks come and they call the race. And then, like, you know, we turn to Markel and we say, hey, you know, what, what do you think about Mike being president? Oh, yeah, man. You know, shit's, shit's wild. And, you know, that's when I kind of take that's when I kind of uh, do that little stare, like from the office where you stare at the camera like, are you shitting me? Yeah, um, that's that's part of the charm, though. Multiple. There's many people who have told me that they think that shit is hilarious. And oh, no, let, 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 let me be quite clear. OK. I love Markel in terms of he was one of the first guys I met at Century. Right. Always a good guy. Dude always has his head on straight. That guy fucking sucks when it comes to a podcast like you could go to him right now and tell him that you just figured out the cure for cancer for aids for all of these for for covid and he'll be like yeah and it's like, well then why the hell did i just tell you this if, if that's all you're gonna say it's like he's half asleep Here, when you're talking about funny shit Here's what I'm I'll just say. Like, all right. Here's what I'll say on that. So Markel knows that. I mean, m many people would rather get AIDS than um, listen to a, a solo podcast from him. But that's not that's not his goal. In fact, the many times he's been on the podcast, I actually thank him because he's forced me to do it, knowing that I would I hated doing the episodes by myself. So his, I think, what we're probably going to end up doing is when he moves out here, he'll probably be the producer of the show. Because it's it's clear that you know he doesn't have any interest in uh in talking much. But you are right. That is a good that is a good point. You could be like, dude, did you hear they they fucking cured cancer? And Markel would literally go like this, what? No way, dude. No, no, no way, man. No, it, it, no. Like the the perfect parallel to draw here is all of us have seen SpongeBob. It is like you are SpongeBob and he is Bubble Buddy. He's you are just you're you you are carrying him around oh my God. he doesn't say anything but he's there right he's present people see him but doesn't fucking say anything and people are like well, you know why is he kind of trailing this guy you see what honestly, i'm saying but honestly yeah. i think that that works for that dynamic and i can't believe i have to do this right now it's actually incredible because michael has like a way better job than me and doesn't know how to unmute his zoom like that's insane you know what I mean? Yeah, is Mike muted? I mean, he's probably done this 7,000 times. It does say he's on his iPhone. Yep. And so, and so he just has to press the unmute button. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's these types, it's these types of silences. Oh my God. Now that's what I'm Michael's, there's an imposter. I don't, and now no. muted. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. It's, it's, uh, there he is. Holy shit! No, I have to. Thank I just, God. I downloaded the app, and then um, uh, what what happened? So I had to like switch the settings up, and 
I, I really don't use Zoom that much anymore since I, I got into grad school. I just I, I I just basically meet everybody face to face at this point. And, you know, when I was doing the interviews and stuff for grad school, it was a lot of Zoom and everything. But and that's not anymore. I respect. I respect that a man who can sit down and look another man in the eye and says, pussy ass Zoom shit. I hate Zoom so much. It has caused <laughs> me to literally break things at my place of employment before. And mm. I, that might be more of a me problem, but it's also a Zoom problem. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, you know, it's even you know, it's even funnier about Zoom is that the pandemic basically starts three years from today. Right. Maybe a little bit later than that. Oh, about a month. And, you don't know. I mean, it's about March, right? March. Of yeah, right. Right. And then so put it this way. <laughs> all of these college students, right? All of these workers have to do Zoom meetings and they're like, hey, here's the catch. You can only do it for free for 40 minutes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what sort of fucking use does that have? It doesn't. Just make well, I mean, it free and like make a, it like unlimited. Institution, right? If you have like an institutional pass, you could do it. Like, I think, I think when we did a, like through when I was at New Mexico or, or through Idaho, I think you basically have like infinite time. But if we're just like, you know, the homies, you know, basic plan, you know, you're just, if you're, if you're just like regular people, you know, that then I'm pretty sure it's, it's limited. Bro, but, the funniest thing in the world to me is I think Dan's card was being charged for my Zoom membership that I used <laughs> six times in a year. It's, I don't know, uh, I, you can't prove that. So legally you can't take me to a court of law, but at one point I recorded and I was like, this has been like an hour. Oh, God damn. I just stole from a friend. That's really, if you, you two have never done Xanax before, right? Like you'll just, you'll be doing oh, no. something the day after. Never. You'll be doing this something the day afterwards. And it's the same thing. You just go, mm, whoops, stole from a friend. It's, you know, it's as bad as Zoom. Anyway, any yeah. any fucking way, we got episode 70 here. We got Mike in now. I am recording from the most terrifying place I've ever done it and could potentially uh, be terminated for this because I am on top of a roof where I'm sure it's echoing quite a bit. So we might have an audience right now, actually. Excellent. So, so how, how do you get on the roof and like, how do, how do they know that you're like, so are you technically on the clock or, or what's the... Well, you can't prove that. I don't. I don't have to answer that. My lawyer is looking at me. He's telling me, you know, just give me the five for plead the fifth. But actually, are I you that? Are you that same guy that's on TikTok that identifies himself as an independent journalist and goes into random city halls and then just harasses policemen, saying, "Well, you know, this is a public building. You can't arrest me for that type of shit." No, that's stupid. I'm the guy who, have you ever seen the guy who takes dildos and duct tapes them to skateboards and then he'll like loosen his ass up a little bit with another dildo, set it up on a ramp and just slide it straight down into him? That's me. No, I, I, I cannot say that I've seen that, no. I, I don't reveal my face so that, you know, it's more exciting for people when they're like, oh my God, that's you. It's it's a little bit like Dead Mal 5 or something like that. Mm. Mm. No, but I am, uh, I found a really, really awesome chill spot. This place was built in the 1960s. So there's a lot of parts of this mall that are abandoned. And uh, <clears throat> I think I found one that nobody else knows about. It's, I feel like it's pretty dangerous considering the fact that the roof goes in a little bit every time I step on it. But hey, dude, I, you know, that's part of the game. That's if you want to be in the entertainment business, you, you have to do this. Um, and I'm, you realize that the, if you realize though, if the roof collapses, right, you get severely injured. You also get a shit ton of money, 
Oh, but here's yeah, the, unless he wasn't supposed to be up there, though. I mean, exactly. Michael Michael shut that down immediately. Um, on top of that, uh, I am addicted to marijuana, and so I signed a piece of paper that says I was not. I pulled a real Better Call Saul move at the drug test. Who's actually insane? Did I tell you guys about this? No, right, no, no, so, you have not. So I was told there was no drug test. I literally smoked before I went in. I'm in a suit that smells like weed and they bring drug tests all around and me and the guy next to each other are looking at each other like, what the fuck? So I, I pull out my, my Saul Goodman bag, obviously. And it's not a piss test. It's one of those that goes under your tongue. I don't know if it, you guys ever done that one. You have to hold I have it not, no. so it can absorb as much spit as possible. And I just took a sip of water, stuck that thing in there, let it absorb the water. And there wasn't enough THC on it to register on the test. Boom, I just saved somebody's ass right there. There's going to be, you know, some Xanax, Percocet addicted 19-year-old that hears this show four years from now and he goes, dude, yes, now I can work at CVS and fall asleep at the register. And I respect that. That's, what, that's who this show is for, you know? Well, I mean, to be fair, right? Yeah. You could, if the building caved in, you could say, listen, knowing the job that I'm in right now, I got a report of a suspicious assailant on the roof. So I went to go investigate for 45 minutes. The roof caved in. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm suing you for faulty building installation or, you know, structure. Dan, and let me, let me explain go. something to you. A coworker would have to remove my genitals by force for me to get any sort of money from these people. I, this is America, if you forgot. And if you have over, I don't know, $500 million in your company, that you could lit I could be shot at this job. And they'd be like, well, he was smoking weed. You should have been. You <laughs> the autopsy showed that he was high on marijuana. You probably would have shot better. And the yeah. judge will go, well, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to have a gun with him. And then the lawyer will go, I know. <laughs> and my mom will just be there crying. She's like, why? Why do you have to why do you have to be such a degenerate? We could have been millionaires. No, I don't think that's what she would say, but you know, probably someone in my family would. On the do you ever do you ever kind of think about that though? And you kind oh, of say, How fucked up is that that in terms of like the hiring process, right? Now, this obviously doesn't apply for all jobs, for, but for the vast majority out there, right? That you could show up in theory to a drug test, blackout drunk, hammered off your ass. And as long as you don't have an ounce of drugs in your system, you could pass. But the <laughs> oh, minute yeah. that you even, you know what I mean? Like you could have, the minute you have a slice of THC in your system, like, you know, we just don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I think people are sick of hearing this at, at this point on this show, but it is the truth. Like, it all goes back to the 1980s, the Ronald Reagan era. Like, that is the reason that people would rather take painkillers than even try weed is because some guy who was a fucking actor before he flooded poor neighborhoods with uh, guns and crack <laughs> cocaine told them that weed was bad. And oh, his, his wife was a cute old lady. So yes, smoking weed will make you gay and it will give you AIDS immediately. Half of the country still believes that, dude. So that means on top of that, other, other people in power are going, no, we're not going to have people smoking weed that work here. It's like, I, I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day. This guy had his brother on and he kept him anonymous. He's just a bus driver, right? Guy loves his job. All the kids love him. 
he was taking CBD, which I'm sure you guys know that there's no THC involved in there. It's like, you know, right. zero. For right. Me, yeah. Right. Right. He te- they te- do a random drug test. He tests positive for that. Another guy tests positive for Oxycontin, but he has a prescription for it. So the guy, the guy's brother gets fired. Guy on Oxycontin is driving the bus the next morning. Oh, Lord. This country wow. is a shithole, and we're only going further down. Why does this remind me of something that would happen in Lakeville? Like, knowing all the hilarious shit that happened in middle school and high school, how does that not happen in Lakeville? Honestly. Oh, because in Lakeville, I mean, whiskey plates are a, that's like a badge of honor in that town. It, it is. It, yeah, people actually have to get on their hands and knees and do some sort of worship the minute that they see a W plate. Yeah, meanwhile, smoking weed over there is like <clears throat> being a Jew in the 1940s German countryside. It's like, I don't, it's never going to change. And that's one thing that made me respect cops out here a lot. Like I dealt with the cops in Pennsylvania. They're all a bunch of scumbags. The guys in Lakeville are constantly looking for somebody who's just smoking weed to like ruin a kid's life. Like God forbid they're good at sports or something. It, they, they'll get kicked out. They're going to scholarship taken away. I mean, Laramie Tunsil wore a gas mask. Hilarious. It was just weed. And the guy lost millions over that shit. I mean, um, he did. He, I mean, to be fair, the photo he posted looked looked like he was in like the fourth reactor of Chernobyl but with that's what he was thing. wearing. Well, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I'm just saying that it, it, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but the photo itself suggested that he was in like a nuclear meltdown facility, which I thought to be the funniest thing. Yes. And, and you know, that's the other thing. Like he didn't post that, though. Somebody else did. And so if he was the one who had posted that, now I'm going, oh, this guy's an idiot. That's a problem. But in reality, what happened is some asshole took a video of him knowing that that would literally fuck up his life. And it did. And that's what I was going to say. That's why I respect the cops out here. They're not looking for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're not they're not uh, concerned that I'm carrying a gun while smoking a joint, even though that that there's laws against that. Right. They're out here looking for the homeless guy who's doing the worm naked on 100 degree pavement intersection. Like they they don't give a fuck about what I do. And therefore, I feel like I have more freedom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with those kind of towns, it's like a trade off. Right. Like, you know. In, in Lakeville, because there really isn't anything that happens, you know, they're going to be really petty about it. And so that's sort of the trade-off of living there. So you don't have to really deal with anything. And then um, in a place like Phoenix or, you know, similar like with Albuquerque, it's like you could get away with a lot of things if you really wanted to, because, well, the, the police were so overwhelmed by, you know, more, more serious offenses that were going on. And so it's like, well, you know, <clears throat> but as a kind of trade-off of like, okay, I can, I can go five miles over the speed limit. It's like, well, I also don't have to deal with the, the random drive-by shootings and the, you know, all the other crap that happens in that city. So it's, Absolutely. you know, it's a bit of a trade-off. I mean, you'll be walking around downtown. Like I have some friends um, out here, shout out to Autumn and Tatum. I think they listen to the show. They have lived there here their whole lives, right? Like in Phoenix. And so yeah. the other day, this is a couple months ago, I was out with them and we're in downtown Phoenix where all the clubs are. We're walking past broken glass and bullet shells, and I'm going, yo, guys, what the fuck? And they gave me this look like like we just walked past a Circle K. They're like, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's what this is. This is the Wild West, buddy. You know what I mean? Um, 
I just, it, that part of it is, is kind of an issue. And definitely there are multiple times a week where, because I don't have a car, I'll be walking and at least grab my knife or something. There'll be, you know, a guy, I, Nick Johnson was here the other day. Right. And um, sometimes people do this when you're wearing a flannel and shorts. Like we were both, we looked like we just got off the plane from Minnesota. We both happen to be wearing long sleeves and shorts and we're in like, you know, a kind of rougher area, but not so bad. And this guy walks past us and starts shaking this, like a sign that's planted into the ground at a bus stop. And as we're walking past, I'm looking at like, I'm looking away from him because that's what you do. And Nick is looking at this guy directly head on because when he passes people, they're walking their dog and smiling as they're taking a picture for Instagram. This is a man in a full crackhead tweak mode destroying public property and he looks at nick and he goes hey and nick's like hey bud and i was like dude dude, 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 dude. this is not this is not michelle uh fr from across the street at the church this is some guy who is clearly on on multiple drugs right now and they try and do that they try and get you to say shit to them so you get closer to them all of a sudden they realize you're not going to do anything back and they steal all your shit you know uh, definitely that's that's a problem out here but at the same time the cops are looking for them not not at me for being drunk at a beach or something you know yeah, yeah. Me meanwhile that you know lakeville's famous will go and say wait a minute okay i'm stationed on ipava avenue tonight that you know oh oh 40 miles an hour nope 40.1 miles an hour time to sound the sirens and it's oh, like yeah. I, i'm like i i can't first of all can we just acknowledge that, like, were there really no police officers ever present at any of the schools during the times that we were there? That's but how like, you know Dan's a fucking nerd. I got arrested by a cop like four times in high school. Dan's like, so did they, do they even have cops at school? <laughs> Dude, no one could ever notice. I mean, like, any time that hey, there was even. I noticed. The, I mean, <laughs> Anytime there was the slightest scuffle at North, you would have the front desk guy come and break it up. There would be no cop. <laughs> there would be fuck. There would be no school resource officer. Gary, you would have the you would have the band teacher come and break up a fight. I mean, oh, that's yeah. I, I like think about the state of the school. That that is exactly how it happened. I mean, that guy. I loved him, but he was. I love that teacher, but he was clearly in the early stages of dementia. I think that the one who would stop a shooting would have been Chad P. <laughs> Did you want to know? Hey, that was, that was I, I love that. Was. He he is such a great. He is such a good guy. Dude, love my guy. mom had such a crush on that guy, and it was it made me very <laughs> uncomfortable because she was very into Mad Men at the time. So he looked like John Hamm, like with more of a yes. less pussy actor look. And he also coached football. Like he was banging. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, disgrace the name of somebody who who we all like. But he he was the goat, man. Me and Mike were just talking about him. Oh yeah, I'd put I mean, him he up made there. Love football, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I'll I'll point something out to you, Joey, for a second. And I and honestly, I don't know if it is just Mike and I are the only two outliers that do this, but. And I mean, it does sound kind of fucking sad and pathetic, but we reminisce on times in middle school and high school all the time. And like, I keep asking Mike, I'm like, do you ever think that if other people knew how much 
we just looked back and be like, yeah, you know, that was a fun ass time that they would just look at us and say, what a bunch of fucking dweebs. Like if Joey ever heard this, he's like, Jesus Christ, how the hell did I ever associate with these fucking people? Well, that's that's the point I was going to bring up. And that's why I fuck with you guys so much. We have very different interests. You know, there's political views we differ on, uh, religious stuff like that. And I believe you guys would come chill with me with everything I'm doing right now. Right. So growing up in high in middle school, like I was, I was mentally ill. Okay. I still am now, but (laughs) thinking back on that shit, like I wanted to be a rapper. I grew up in a three story house and we got our basement finished. Eventually I got a car when I turned 16 and I literally would like dress like Eminem from eight mile and try and act like him. I tried to do the wigger voice for like literally a full year. I was suicidal, all that different stuff. So when you look back and you're like, remember that scene from LA Noir? I'm looking back like, yeah, I definitely uh, was fat and pimply and actively considering. Well, no, no, because again, right. You, you look at it from two separate angles and you say, okay, Mike and I always look back and be like, okay, you know, remember that one time in AP world history where we did A, B, and C, or remember that one time in fucking honors English 10, where we did X, Y, and Z. But then the dynamic, right, is different because Mike and I looked at senior year and we said, okay, this is really the last hurrah in terms of being able to have fun with people that we've just grown up with for the past 10 years or so at the time. Whereas I look at someone like you with all due respect, and I can just see you in a dimly lit room every night on your knees praying, saying, I cannot wait to get the fuck out of this establishment. Yeah, that's how stark it is. They were trying to get me at the end, too, because I didn't stop dealing drugs until I was like 19. And um, as soon as I don't know if you guys remember in 10th grade, no, 11th grade, I got arrested for selling those pills right and i was on probation for a full year so like on top of how how much i was already on the radar i couldn't even do drugs but i was because i couldn't do drugs i was like drinking at school you know so they everybody knew this because like they constantly people would tell on us and shit you know that's just the type of high school it was and that's why it's so hard to look back and have those fond memories because uh, there was so much self-caused bullshit, self-caused. And then also on top of that, it's just where we grew up. Like they treated me like I was Walter White, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. And that's just how it was. I mean, you, you detailed it perfectly. You just had people that thrived off of just ratting other people out. And I, I, I mean, I'll never understand it because, because put it to you this way. I never knew that you got into that trouble until you told me 30 seconds ago. I never knew about it. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Like the whole school knew about it, bro. It was, it was bad. It's really embarrassing for my family. Oh, I'm sure. I was really in the dark, but you know, I, you know, the thing is too, it's, I think in some sense, there are those people that you just, you don't want to hear the bad things about them. Cause you just, you know, you, you feel like a part of it, it's like just smear campaign. So I believe it, you know, I Ooh. believe in you. So, and you know, so I appreciate that, Mike, because a lot of people uh, straight up, I became like a celebrity. I was like Kevin Spacey at the end there. Like some people, like, I don't think I don't think he's a real criminal. And then other people, I'm not kidding. When I would go to especially classes like, you know, you go to art class or ASL and there's people from all different grades. 
there would be multiple times where we were allowed to sit, choose our own seating or just, you know, at the end of class, you could sit where you want, that type of thing. And people would get up and move away from me, like people I didn't know. And I was like, what do these guys think I'm, I'm selling? Like, it's literally acid or maybe some hydrocodone. I never sold anything like fentanyl or uh, fucking, it wasn't even out back then. You know, I never sold heroin, crack, anything like that. Never in my life. You know, but notice how the two people in this call are people that actually gravitated towards you, not away from you. Yeah, now, yeah. see, I, I, I kind of look at it this way. And th this is hilarious because I heard this on the last episode. You have an example like yourself. And then there's a guy like Matt Gaynor. Okay. Oh, yeah. This was a guy that people looked at probably at North and they're like, okay, this fucking dude's hilarious. He just does some wild ass shit. You know, anything that could be just like improbable in terms of how could some person do that? Everybody would be like, yeah, fucking Gainer did that. This guy went and just completely started over and yeah. said, all right, fuck <laughs> it. I'm going to Mexico. I'm marrying someone and I'm having a kid. I'm going to thrive down there. Like that dude deserves like a gigantic standing ovation for how it oh, is yeah. that he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go and do this and be successful at it. And I mean, know, that's he's, something that he's literally, he he's Jesse back. Pinkman. Like you guys have seen El Camino, right? I have. I have. I have yes. Dude, I like me and him were like Mike and, uh, and Jesse. And at the end, he, I'm like, where are you going to go, kid? And he goes, I'm thinking Mexico. And I'm like, Mexico. When he told me that story of how he was getting out there, I mean, I was like, mm -hmm. bro, you are a fucking idiot. And somehow I ended up being wrong, dude. I legitimately believe he's like happy and he loves that girl and his, their family like likes him and takes care of him and shit like that. I don't know how that worked out. You, you, there's like a theme to what happened. Uh, you're going to hear a skip from we were just talking about friend of the show, old friend Matt Gaynor. It's it's very rare that this happens, but our seven Jewish podcasting lawyers, uh, they're actually all elves. They're very good at what they do. Uh, they stepped in and, and told us we should probably remove a bit of audio, um, you know, just, just to be safe. So we went ahead and did that and skipped on to another conversation towards the end of our first recording. Thank you for understanding. Shout out to the seven Jewish Elf Lawyer Legal Team. They are sponsoring this episode. You can go to 7jewishelves.com um, for a free consultation today. Now back to the show. Is it a random subject? Does it have something to do with Lakeville? Is it sports related? Well, you know, what do you want it kind of filtered to? Of course, I don't want to go into like a, a Jordan Peterson, you know, lecture about uh, well, who knows what the, the dominant hierarchy or something, you know, or he just goes on about lobsters and everything, you know. I just can't go into that tangent right now. So M more yeah. like more like Juan Peterson because he's Mexican. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord! Boom! Oh, he's on fire. <laughs> oh God! Yo, yo, here we could talk about this for this. We got three minutes here. I'll try and make this story quick. So, one thing that um I do like about this job is I do have to walk around a lot, so I can't uh, really just sit in one place. And honestly, that's a good thing because I've worked at uh, leasing offices, and you're just sitting there answering the phone, answering emails, and that shit will drive you crazy. Right. Every once in a while over here, it's usually pretty chill, but something wild will happen every once in a while. The other day I'm walking 
and I get a call from one of the nicer restaurants here and they go, they sounded annoyed, which I thought was weird at first. They go, Hey, uh, this lady just fell and she's, she's pretty banged up. Can you come over here and talk to her? I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'll be over there. I thought this lady had twisted her ankle and you know, I was picturing in my head some like 36 year old Scottsdale lady, right? I get over there and the person is a hammered 65 year old woman who has not twisted her ankle. She tripped over a broken piece of concrete and face planted into like into the ground. And if I hadn't got, there was so much blood. If I hadn't gotten that call at first, I would have thought that the person had been stabbed. Like she was sitting there uh, just staring off into the distance, leaking blood everywhere. And I was like, what, what's going on? And this woman goes, I'm a Catholic. And I was like, oh, my. oh, no. Oh, no. She's going full Tua right now. And I'm not about to pull a mic. Uh, alert Nick Johnson. Back in there. Yeah. She, she's not going back in for another uh, four quarters here. We got to get this lady out of here. So she's refusing medical attention at first and stuff like that. Had to get the EMTs out there, all that different stuff. But I'm just thinking, like, dude, what if that was your grandma? Right. And you just you get a call. You're like, yeah, we got to pick. You got to come pick your grandma up from the hospital. She blacked out at the Capitol Grill and then face planted into concrete. <laughs> She's going to need multiple x-rays. You know, what? I am I the only one that would say no. <laughs> I would say no. I would walk away. I would I could be uh, extremely concussed. One time, one of my cousins like this is like two years ago beat the shit out of me like the worst i've ever been beat up in my life and people were like dude you should go to the hospital i was like how the fuck am i supposed to go to the hospital like i have ten dollars and it's wednesday so i'm not gonna get paid for five days i what am i supposed to do here you know what were you without insurance I mean, even if you have insurance, I have insurance out here. There's an Adderall shortage. It cost me $160 because I had to keep going back to the doctor to get a different prescription. Like it's all, it's all a bunch of bullshit. We got to, we got to stop the recording before we get cut off. I'll send you guys a new password right now. Things that I want to say in that damn voice. And so it's just, just. It's not immediately clear to me uh, why he is so addicted to drugs and alcohol. He was never molested, and both of his parents took very good care of him. <laughs> it's not. Well, I think a lot of it has to do because he didn't find himself at the top of the dominance hierarchy. And, <laughs> well, it puts you in a bad spot, don't you think? I, I so thought we were going to. I thought we were going to steer away <laughs> from doing that, but you no. Know, hey, you do you, man. Well, you know, I have this, I have this, this, this terrible habit of when I'm, when I'm explaining something, I'll break into that voice because in my head, I can hear him narrating my life, like <clears throat> about like just, just the unwanted admirers that I get. So, so, you know, I have this terrible, a terrible knack for attracting unwanted admirers. And, you know, it's especially for as much as I try to make myself a better human being, you know, and try to put my best foot forward. It's, 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 it's definitely not a good thing. So I, so I imagine him narrating that condition, like, <laughs> don't even know if I want to go and, and say it, but uh, the quality well, the quality of, of the podcast is absolutely terrible. You need to get your bloody life together, Bucko. The, the quite honestly, the only thing I can relate to that he says is that Xanax is is like sex for your brain. 
I, I oh was quite addicted and I still don't. I, they had to put me into a coma and I, I wasn't quite as addicted as he was. That guy's a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's great. There's a, um, there is a, uh, a parody of, uh, of JP on the, uh, on the web. This guy is, uh, his channel's called Captain Sinbad. And, and the title is watch his Jordan Peterson once. And I think it does a very good job at capturing all of like his, I just say like his most, I said like fundamental or essential quotes that he says. So, I mean, he covers everything from the dominance hierarchy and lobsters and the Kathy Newman interview and Carl Jung. It's 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 just hilarious because I like it. Really does sound like, yeah. Well, it sounds like sounds like a um, like an AI generated a Jordan Peterson lecture, and oh, yeah. but the voice that he does, it's like really high pitched, like Mickey Mouse. It's hilarious. Oh, I love him. I've I've always thought he was great. You know, especially something that's so cool about that guy that's different from other people is he did that whole thing about Xanax. Like he really <clears throat> dealt with that, and they had to put him mm-hmm. into a coma to get out of it. So I do believe that he understands addiction a lot better than people who are experts in that in that field. You know, it mm-hmm. is uh, it is something something else when you're in the literal throes of that shit. Um, anyway, I don't, this is not going to be a, a JP episode. We could do one of those another time. I, I just, I just pissed all over all of my belongings. Um, I was, it's completely dark on this roof here and I was trying to urinate without having to get off of the mic, uh, while you guys were talking and I looked down and my bag was just sitting in a puddle. This is, con- this is a constant issue for me. Uh, I'm really bad at aiming my dick. Do you guys have problems with that? No, because usually I just, you know, turn on a light or turn on a flashlight and then my solution is right there. Dude, I took well, acid. I guess for me it's it's I have great night vision. There isn't much to aim, so you know, I guess that's uh not Yeah, you're forgetting you're forgetting, Joey. You're forgetting he is a robot. Oh, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Yes, he you just hear it's like taking out a USB file. That's what it sounds like when he unzips. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I did. I did acid this weekend, and uh, I was trying to piss. Like I swear to God, I was not imagining this. I had my dick hole pointed directly at the toilet, directly at the water, and my urine went left. Like I don't even. I don't understand how that happened. That's the most acid shit ever. Like you have to tell. You have to yell at your dick hole. You're like, dude. I. Hey man, can I have one fucking day, please, please? We do a lot for you. All right, we do. I just wanted to not have to think today. And this is the simplest of tasks. Okay, people have been doing it since there have been, has been life on earth. And you're you're pissing left. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's I recorded an episode with Nick, uh, Nick Johnson, who's a pastor. That's gonna I'm gonna try and make that one episode 69 because it's just funny if I if I did episode Perfect. 69. It'll be it'll be called it'll be titled Episode 69 with a pastor on acid because that's at some point there probably was a priest that gave a little boy acid and then um you know tried to talk him into god while fucking him so no nick didn't try to fuck me that's not what happened but at the same time i just think it's a funny joke but don't you think he'd be the guy to do that no 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 he's he's the guy that kills somebody over that that'd be a great show if like nick if the character was him and he found out this guy was molested all these kids and he killed him like in a moment of rage and then Nick has to like hide the body and deal with all the, all the stress of, of the murder. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that reminds me of like a religious Trevor Phillips from GTA five. <laughs> yeah. 
where like, like at, at any point in time at the snap of a finger he could just go in and just turn into a ball of rage and just do anything that he wanted to for like five minutes it's like the purge except it's condensed to five minutes and not like 24 hours Dude, I'm telling you, he, the, all of that is gone. And honestly, when I knew him, when he was drinking and uh, taking acid and stuff like that, he was never a, he never got rageful. You know what I mean? Like he would get pissed sometimes like everybody else, but I never saw him uh, rage out. So I would definitely go with more of like, yeah, a, dude, he, he fucking sent his rugby teammates after me virtually because no, I told because I jokingly told him that rugby wasn't a sport. Come on, and, dude. He's, he's not seriously. No, no, his 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 fucking teammate at, at SDSU gets it's it's in the comment section uh on his Instagram. It probably isn't there anymore, but it was back in 2016 when we were freshmen at school. And the guy's like, What do you want to roll up? I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking roll up. I'm just <laughs> joking that that rugby's not a sport. And here you are thinking that I just went and burned your house down and clipped yeah. all your toenails off. I'm like, fucking relax. <laughs> Uh, this guy Nick says he's he's sending somebody from his rugby team called the Polar Bear after me. Apparently, he's the size of the bit of a bear and he does cocaine every day. They call him the fucking yeah, Polar Bear. Yeah, every, everybody batting down the hatches. Yeah, the Mountain Man is coming into town tonight. Oh, those guys were a lot. They loved cocaine. Okay, and who didn't, right? But honestly, if you're gonna do coke, the problem becomes once it's more than once a month. Like the P, I am so jealous because I know you guys have never tried it before and I don't recommend it, but it is one of the best drugs. Like there's no feeling like that. The problem is if you're going to do it on, it starts out as a weekend thing and then it becomes a, I got to, you know, get up for Monday and then it's an every morning thing. And then it's all the time while you're at work with your family, all that different shit. So that was a major problem for them because they would constantly be looking for blow and it was somehow easier to get than weed in south dakota like they're, they're like literally let these children um become addicted to something that that melts the septum in your nose but if he's gonna <laughs> smoke weed i mean god wouldn't like that so put him in jail it's fucking nuts fuck that state now did um, you ever get a and i don't think I've, I've listened to the episode yet so maybe that would be my answer but has there ever been a clear, concise story or path that Nick told you about in terms of what led him from being at SDSU and, and basically just converting into a pastor? Yes. And I will say that Nick seems happier and healthier, smarter, all that matters, yep. all of that. Yep. That's all very important. Yep. Um, but the way he came about it is like, it's just, I can't see this ever happening to me. Um, he said he got to a point where he was overweight. He felt like he was addicted to, you know, if he wasn't addicted to something specific. Like I'm, if I don't smoke weed, I literally get sick. Like it wasn't like that. So in other words, he stood up to obesity. He stood up to obesity. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. now he goes around and he, he'll like, he'll pretty much his job with the church is to corner fat children in schools like he doesn't he doesn't register with this that you know with the front office lady at the school at all. He'll just walk into a school with a Bible and you know maybe a small stick and he'll corner a fat kid. Like he'll wait till they get into the sort of locker area and he jabs them and then he sort of hockey stick crossbars them into the wall and he goes, "You want to know why you're fat? You want to know why you're fucking fat? Temptation. Temptation, you bitch." 
you got to find God. Satan is doing this to you. And most of the kids actually, they, you know, they do have panic attacks and ongoing trauma from this. Jordan Peterson actually talks about it in his book, but he supports what Nick does <laughs> because the overall, they're going to live longer. They're going to be happier. They're going to have more sex as a grown up. You know, it's, uh, it's really important what he's doing. Mm. No, but it is, I, it, I think it is important that I explain this because this episode will probably come out before the one I do with him. I have to edit some of that audio. We got like literally, I think it's an hour 45 worth of stuff. And there's just some parts that I have to cut out because I was on acid. But um, the, the story is he was overweight and he, um, he was, it felt like he was addicted to at least like getting high every other day. Uh, and he had a panic attack in his shower. So he fell to his knees and he was, that, that was the first panic attack he's ever had. Have you guys ever had one before? You know, I, Slightly, I, have, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I have. And obviously, I mean, it's not fun in the slightest. It's, I have them not as much as I used to, but you know, I still remember what they're like and they are pretty fucking horrible for anyone who hasn't had one. It's like, I, it's like that feeling of when you know you're about to get in trouble for something really bad as a kid and there's no way out of it, but there's actually nothing going on, which makes it more confusing and weird. Right. Um, he said he had a panic mm-hmm. attack, drops to his knees in the shower and he's like, God, if you help me out, um, if you just show me a sign that you're there, I swear to God for the rest of my life, I, I will, you know, spread the good word and go to church and get involved with the church. And in that moment, he immediately, the panic attack went away. And uh. so he, he went out and bought a Bible and he had a real, I don't know, I'll use the word cunty girlfriend at the time. I remember her. Um, honestly, I don't even remember which one it was, but they were all kind of cunty. Uh, he doesn't care that I'm going to say that either. Like this girl totally dissed him about the Bible, which, you know, say what you want about religion. If somebody wants to be a part of a religion, fuck off. Right. Um, yeah, do what you want. He broke up with her. He gets into, into church, I think. And then later he met his, uh, current wife. So, you know, I, I, he's married. Yeah. He's married and his, his girlfriend, it's wild. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He married a girl that's like very, very Christian and stuff like that. Doesn't know anything about drugs. And he's really happy now, you know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good to hear. That's no, really incredible, man. That's, yeah. I yeah. I think a lot about too, like the, the panic attack and the religious experience, you know, and how that, that oftentimes is, is, is something that can help. And you talk about the, the idea that you, you even know, like, like consciously nothing is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. But something is just absolutely so off deep inside that you can't tell yourself. But then there's something else inside you that resolves the problem. And and that has gotten me so interested. That and among other things, really, you're interested in, like, the unconscious. And, and you know, I, I don't want to bring this back into, into a JBP uh, psychology lecture or anything, but Please I've been really it. interested in, in people like well, like people like Carl Jung and, and Sigmund Freud and people who really uh, were pioneers in, in, in examining the unconscious because it really has, like, over the last few weeks especially in a month or so i've been really thinking about how much i don't control of my mind and it's, yeah. it fascinates me like you have like background program imagine you have like your computer and you have background programs running in there and they're they're draining sometimes they just drain your ram or something you know it's just it's incredible but <clears throat> i i think a lot about that like how something inside of you can resolve things that you consciously can't control, even if you know something is. 
But if you communicate with it, if you try to bridge a connection between it, it somehow resolves itself. You know, like you can somehow find this, this synchronicity, this peace with it. And, and maybe that's the origin of the human religious complex and spirituality. And well, I, I'd say it works for me. I'd be lying if I, if I said it didn't, because I, I mean, it's whatever it is. And I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on it, but I mean, it, 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 it's worked for me before. And I think it's, it's very powerful. I still feel it today, even, you know, as I'm maybe not like the old devout Catholic that I used to be like 10 years ago, you know, and I was, you know, prepared to be a crusader for the Pope or something, you know, it's just, <laughs> so it's just, and I respect that. And I, God damn it. Hold on, dude. Fucking Jesse Ventura somehow found where I was doing the podcast. He's, he won't go away. He wants to get on the mic here. You can always go to God. There's no problem with that. <laughs> if you're having trouble in your brain, it's the same thing as Jordan B. Peterson. Yes, I, I live said. an hour away from electricity in Mexico. Your brain is like a computer. But just keep in mind, it those is, background is, thoughts are metadata. The Chinese are flying kerosene, a Eric. Building the Chinese are came down by a free fall, flying a weather above your head, taking all of the information, and just keep let, in mind. Let, listen, now that of, you brought, man, now I'm that going you to go to your up. house and fucking kill you, it's the only impression I can do. Would you shut the fuck up while Jesse no, 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 no. is over? No, here? The only, no, only reason why we bring this up, only reason why we bring this up, if he was on the ballot next year. I would vote for him. Absolutely, I would. I mean, I don't know if you would. I don't know if Mike would. I would. Why not? It's you might as well vote for Kanye. I'm not saying about a Jew thing. It's just it's you know I don't. If you're gonna vote, if you're gonna be you know people who go vote are so gay about it most of the time. Like, look at me, I got this sticker. It matters. I don't like abortion, so I tell them. And it's like, dude, it, you know, if you're going to waste the vote on Jesse, you might as well not even go. Uh, well, could you not? have said that? And couldn't you have said that in 2000 where he won as an independent? Listen to me. There's a reason that I have not been in office yet on the national level. And that's because Condoleezza Rice knows what I know. And George Bush knows what I know. And Barack Obama, he knows what I know. And therefore, the truth will never be told. The second I try and get out on that national stage and tell them what happened on 9-11-2001, it will be over for me. So that can never happen, even though I'd be willing to die for it. Thank you, Jesse. I'm trying to I'm trying to do something here. You have to stop showing up at my job, okay? We had sex one time, and it was I was you know drunk, and I didn't want to even do it really. I'm not. No, I'm not saying it was a rape. I'm just saying I woke up the next day, and I don't. I don't, I regretted it. So please leave. Thank you. God, that guy is right. always, it, it, always it, here. It, it, do you want? Do you want? Have we ever discussed which? conspiracy theory we buy the most stock into 9-11 it's not even fucking close uh, you don't think, would have been mine yeah i was that, i was gonna say you don't the yeah i was gonna say you don't think jfk's assassination is more 
suspicious and clear cut than what you buy one, stock into? One person died in that assassination. Assassination three over three thousand died, um, and you could say both of them, the CIA and you know the United States government was involved. And overall, you know, JFK, obviously, there were things that I believe he was going to do that would have bettered the country that the CIA probably just didn't agree with. But at the same time, it's I think it's completely different from the raw carnage and literally blowing up a fucking building. And this is 2001 where the video is not, you know, you don't have to pause the fucking video to see where the brains are out. It's a it's a nine second explosion. So just on the visual level and then the amount of people that died, the way it affected our country, I, you could definitely argue that 9-11 has affected it more than the JFK assassination. I, well, I, yeah. The thing that's so frustrating to me is if you disagree with what I'm saying, like, that's fine. I, I understand that. There's a lot to go in different directions based on what I know I've formed this opinion. My family, like the older people in my family, get pissed off about it. And it's just like, dude, you're not even willing to have the discussion if you, because that's what they want, dude. They, do, they don't want you to have the discussion. They want you to go, oh, they would never do that. It's disgusting that you would say that. And I'm going, hey, guys, hey, guys, <laughs> have you looked it up at all? <clears throat> and the answer is always without fail. When somebody disagrees with you about it, they can't even look you in the eye and say no, because subconsciously they know there was something off that day. So I would probably- okay, but- Okay, where where you okay, the reason why Mike and I buy stock into the JFK one is because if you look at it chronologically and you say, okay, Lyndon B. Johnson was the successor to JFK, and people put him at the center of the plot to kill Kennedy because and people people always ask, okay, well, where's the evidence? Well, it was provided by a statement by, God, who was the guy? It was a former CIA agent. I think his name was like Howard Hunt. And he was a Watergate conspirator, right? And he had claimed that Johnson had ordered CIA agents to kill JFK. Because remember, and, and I think Mike is much more experienced and um, knowledgeable within like the political scheme of the 1960s than I am. From a, from a historical standpoint, but JFK was very hesitant to go into Vietnam, whereas Lyndon B. Johnson was the complete opposite. And there's obviously surrounding conspiracy theories about that in terms of, okay, well, if we get him out of the way, then that could justify us going to Vietnam and so on and so forth. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of shit out there that like really makes you take a step back and say, okay, do we really believe what was told by this certain commission that's only releasing certain details for people in terms of what they want to hear versus what they should hear? You know, it's it's a little bit the, dicey, but I, I don't mean to cut you off. And sorry, I know I know uh, Jordan B is is absolutely desperate to get in on this one. I just have to say one thing. <laughs> like, let's let's just go. Let's just go over it. Honestly, you have JFK. You have Martin Luther King, you have Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Like every single one of these guys, there is there are multiple things that you can pull up that there's proof of happening. Like you know, we this entire country. The the reason I I still have American pride because I really enjoy the culture and I you know my family's here. This is where I grew up. 
There's a lot of great cities and a lot of great things about America. But truly, as far as first world countries go, we are the dumbest fucking people on earth. Because if you bring any of this, of, of this stuff up, it's literally the most important things that are happening around us. Nobody, the average person uh, that just goes to their job and, you know, graduated from ASU and now they're a fucking, I don't know, pet groomer secretary. They're just going to go, uh, what? Because they want to watch the TikTok of fucking, I don't even know who dancing. Like, let, that's what we're focused on is my point. Nobody gives a shit that Jeffrey Epstein was having the most powerful people in the country come to his island to fuck kids. Nobody cares that any of them were presidents. It's just not, like, the point of all this is going, okay, at least the silver lining here is I have the advantage over the other people that are too ignorant and too much of a pussy to actually look into this. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Well, well, you're not wrong in the sense that, the, you know, the U.S., I mean, if we look at the average IQ of, of a lot of these countries, especially these first world countries, the average IQ of the United States, you know, citizen is 98 and the average is 100. So you're right. It's actually slightly below what's supposed to be the average. And so, you know, and that that reflects, I mean, this, you're right. Absolutely right. This this place is full of TikTokers. You know, people just want to watch TikTok and, and Instagram reels and, you know, quick entertainment. You know, there's a whole there's actually a whole theory about uh, how, you know, TikTok's a Chinese company, right? It is. And it is a- literally a Chinese data farm. For anyone listening to this right now, if you don't believe that, you're a fucking moron. Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing is that it's it's basically all this like this theory out there. It's like it's like an addiction algorithm that is just meant to almost how would you just like turn people's minds almost into a vegetative state. I mean, you're just flooding these, these especially the kids, you know, because yeah. the kids are really where you start the, the attack on, really. And, it, and it's just basically <clears throat> meant to just saturate them with, with useless information. And, you know, I've heard people make, you know, videos about the, you know, the Chinese version of this is actually giving them really cool. There's like, there's a version, that, I forgot what it's called, but it's full of all kinds of helpful, really cool, you know, uh, informational videos and, and inspirational stuff too and then you get to the u.s it's just these same you know people doing the same stupid dance and oh look i'm doing it here in in starbucks i'm doing it at, at home depot and i'm doing it in my classroom and i'm supposed to be teaching these kids how to do you know whatever shakespeare or something you know and so yeah i mean it, it's absolutely so true that people are just so addicted to the wrong things but i guess that's nothing new i mean people fall for what, what are they going to learn about you know something like that or they're going to oh listen to the latest sex scandal you know listen to the latest kardashian gossip i mean for some reason people find that interesting maybe they're just perverts i really think it is yeah uh, this 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 over obsession with like you know these influencers and these these uh celebrities these reality tv stars and their, their personal life i mean it's it's really just like a big perversion if you ask me oh a- absolutely i mean uh, you know I don't even know how when I watch those videos. Right. And the trend is that it's usually someone younger than I will say 17 is what is who is into these. But they do the thing where they make (laughs) crazy faces while they're doing some dance that a, uh, you know, a fucking anime character would be doing. And you're going who is watching this? Because if the girl if the girl is like hot, right, you know, or 15, you know, I don't. 
I'm getting uncomfortable here. Um, <laughs> yeah. If the girl is hot, you know, if you're a 15 year old and you're watching a other hot 15 year old, um, I get that why that video gets a lot of likes. But it, if you're watching it and going, no, that dance is sick. I think you should kill yourself. You know, I don't, I don't. And, and you know, Jordan Peterson would probably, uh, he'd probably say something like this. It's not immediately clear to me why the children are doing such gay dances. I, Joe, I'll be honest with you. I think we should go back to being able to hit other people's children. Because when you see things like this, you go, your son is going to be gay. Your son is going to be trans. Why are they shaking their hips in that way? They're eight. And I honestly, I agree. I agree with him. That was actually a clip from Rogan. Um, but basically, it's just pedophiles and, you know, the dumbest generation of people that has ever grown up in this country, which is hard to beat. Oh, God, dude, we grew, we have the, the baby boomers are still alive. And somehow Gen Z beat them out for the dumbest <laughs> fucking people alive. Um, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. Uh, this whole country is a it's an illusion. You know, that's my favorite Mac Miller line. Um I'm a bigger illusion than big marriages or what it means to be American. Yes, they're, they're fucking, they're both fake as fuck. But we live by this idea that the president, um, oh yeah, it's, it's just when he gets on Jimmy Fallon, oh my goodness, he's, what a guy, he's pretty funny. And, uh, uh, you know, the rest of the entertainment is Desperate Housewives or the D'Amelio show. And you're going, I don't. I don't get this. I don't identify with any of this. And that's where, dude, like I, I talked about this on the episode with Nick that hasn't come out yet. I really describe myself as a self-loathing narcissist, right? Because I have a lot of self-hate issues. But when I'm watching things like this and what other people are into and what other people are saying, I'm literally going to myself. I'm going, no, nah, you're not like that, dude. You, you are not like that person. For as much as you dislike yourself and as many things as you need to work on, at least you are not embarrassing yourself like that. Um, and that's that's tough because it makes me feel like an asshole, but I don't think that I'm wrong, you know? Well, not at all. And you're finding something good to say about yourself. So I think that's a good start, you know? You, you know that that there, there can be worse. If, you, if you're really unhappy with what you're, you know, with yourself, right? Yeah. But you know that there's worse. You know that, you know what? I'm not at the bottom. I can actually, I can still go up, you know? There's ways to like myself and I know what I can do to not make myself worse. Like there are things now that I know that are worse that could make me worse and I'm not going to do those. Right. Yeah. I'll be honest. I wish that when we were in middle school, we had TikTok because Dan would do something like he'd take a picture of some random black ball dude from an advertisement and then just <laughs> it just be a blurry photo and 30 seconds of that of that song that they always talk about in videos where they hate women. It's like girlfriend i don't ever want to see you when i ever want to see you again oh my god dude you know what <laughs> dude i'm so fucking good at singing that this this 300 laptop which is a lot okay when you're poor and you live in a place that fucks you in the asshole on the rent i have a laptop that just asked me if i was playing music because they were like dude that was kind of <laughs> I uh, just came up with a notification that was like, dude, was JP in here earlier? And I was, I was like, dude, computer relax. Like, we're, you know, I get it. It's funny, but. Um, you know, I, I've, I've listened in on your, your podcast about the, the housing in Phoenix and it's just, it's horrendous, man. Like I, I, I went there and uh, when I was there, it's like, holy cow, just the, the shit, everything. I mean, just basic stuff is, is 
the prices are so far up the ass. Like I, I, I was like, God, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, man. I mean, God bless you for, for, for sticking through that place, man. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes back to the self-loathing narcissism thing. Like I'm like, whenever somebody comes there, I'm embarrassed because it looks like Bruce Willis's apartment when he has to sneak back to get his dad's watch in Pulp Fiction. Like it's, it's like, the, you know, you might go to anyone inside any one of these units and John Travolta might be taking a shit with an automatic weapon next to him. That's the type of place it is. But at the same time, dude, I cannot imagine. I cannot fucking imagine. God damn it. I'm not answering that shit. I'm on my, I'm on my other job. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I'll just tell them I was talking to somebody. I'm totally going to pussy out of what I just said and ask them what's wrong after this. But um, God damn it. What was I going to, guys, what was I talking about? I still smoke weed. Something about Bruce something Willis, about Bruce Willis and, the, yeah, and, and how it connects right, to right, right, Phoenix. Right, right. So I was saying I'm embarrassed whenever somebody comes from Minnesota to come over there because there's fucking holes in the ground and shit like that. And um, at the same time, I'm going, I, I would literally rather die than have to go back to live with my parents in the frozen tundra. You know what I mean? I can't do it. I can't. Uh, Dan, I'll be completely honest with you. You live in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. My question would be, what the what the fuck are you doing? Because, um, like, you make more money than I do. Obviously, you have a college degree, and you could live pretty much anywhere. So I just don't I don't right. understand it, and I'm hating on it. Well, I mean, well, no, I mean, um, with regards to here, it's like it, I, the reason why I enjoy it is because, and it kind of sounds a little psychotic. You experience all four seasons, but there is that stretch. Don't get me wrong. From probably the second week of December up until probably the second week of February where you just don't want to fucking do anything with your life. Like it just, it's the wind chills. It's driving in ice and snow in which you're like, why the hell am I really here? Um, but no, I mean like I don't mind it because you know, I'm able to kind of experience everything during spring, summertime, fall time where, uh, you know, you could it, like, I'll put it to you this way. I would rather live here and then versus having to go to Phoenix in the dead center of June where it's 125 and dry. And it feels like you're going to bake on the side of a sidewalk. I just don't want to do that. But have you ever um, been out here for, for that type of temperature? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my, my father's side used to live out there. Okay. Um, and you know, and I would, it, it wouldn't be like regular visits, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely go during the summertime, but more or less Dan, during like Dan, November and December. Yeah. I, I'm really sorry about this. I literally, I just have to stop for one second to add, add, tell this guy, I heard him. Hold Joey, on. you got it on? Yes. I'm sorry. My, my radio got stuck in my pocket there for a second. I haven't found any keys. Um, there was the ones from the other day or, uh, from like two weeks ago. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like. I love that I can just like boldly lie to a friend. That's a good quality in somebody. I'm sorry I had to cut you off there. Um, no, yeah, a hundred percent. I get what you're saying. So my question would be then. Now you said you've experienced that heat, and you've clearly experienced like the wind chills you were talking about. Yeah. You would literally take the wind chills over the heat. Dude, it's it, I, I think it's a really good question because there's pros and cons with it, right? Like I 
I don't know. I mean, there are some people that would say, yeah, I would rather bundle up in four layers of clothing and be able to withstand, you know, minus 10, minus 20, rather than go outside for five minutes and feel like you're going to have a heat stroke. Yeah. Like it, it just, it cuts both ways. Right. But at the same time, Phoenix is a godsend when you're there in November, December, January, February, where it's, you know, in the, the mid seventies, low eighties. And it's like, it's not dry and it's not unbearable. Like it's a paradise. Right. But you know, at the same time, like I, I don't know if there's a place out there that is truly suitable for an entire calendar year. I, I don't honestly. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'll be honest. Albuquerque was to me perfect. Like, even the summertime, it'd peak at like 105 or something like that. But it really wasn't. I mean, it hardly even reached that high. 100 there didn't even feel that bad. So, you know, and the winters are really soft. So, I mean, to me, that was truly the best place I'd ever been. I mean, this Idaho place is pretty nice, too. The winters are kind of wet. But, I mean, overall, it's pretty solid. The summers are basically like the southwest. I mean, it's dry, warm. I mean, hell, you go 30 minutes south to Lewiston and it's like hotter than Phoenix some days. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's probably just that it's Arizona that makes it that fucked. But I'm glad Dan brought that point up before about February, <laughs> like those first two weeks in February. You know, Christmas is over. The Super Bowl, the NFL is about to be over. It's it's the most depressing time of the year. And I think that just being out here, it's helped me so much just because you can still go outside. Like I literally when I would live in Minnesota, I would get to that first two weeks in February and my depression would hit me so hard that I would crave Xanax the way Justin Roiland craves 16 year old pussy. You know, like I just I literally couldn't help myself to the point where I would go. I've quit this three fucking times already. I have to stop. And then I'll go, yeah, but also this feeling is making me want to stick a gun in my mouth. I even have a gun. But, but, like, but can we agree? Like, can we agree, though, that Minneapolis that 16, and that some 16 year old pussy is hot? Honestly, yeah. Free Royland. I, I agree. Go ahead. Boo. Uh, is that not what you're going to say? No, it, oh, no, dude, I was going to say I was, no, I was going to say that, that Minneapolis is probably the most volatile city in terms of temperature on a calendar year basis. Yeah. I mean, you looked at it like last year, there was a stretch in June where Minneapolis had hotter temperatures than like Laredo, Texas. And it's like, how can a city that is basically recognized as Southern Canada have a higher heat index than like South Padre Island? Yeah. Or continental interior, no, uh, no oceanic mediation, or, or like you know, in the case of like the Gulf, you don't have like that big body of water that's like moderating the temperature. So that's probably why, like the interior of the continent can bake, like shit. Siberia can get really hot too, which is really really weird to think about. But yeah, they, I mean they can soar too. It's it's really weird. It's weather, man. I don't want to get into a. I'm not gonna be like Greg Forbes here and 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 explain it. But yeah, I mean that's the weird thing about living in in the Midwest. I just noticed I just noticed that Mike is literally the less douchey Mexican version of Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) 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 And this is Mike, I I get this is racist, but I just had this comedy podcast and do it. No. That's not at all. The fucking stars? The fucking stars? Do you even know how far away they are, Holmes? 
I mean, you can't get to the fucking star. The stars are farther away than Mesa is from the fucking downtown. I might say, yo, yo, my cousin, my cousin, he tried to go to the stars and he fucking died, yo. That was uh, Mexican Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you. Oh, look. <laughs> this is a good one, man. Oh my god, yeah. Bro, my fucking no, cousin that thought that the fucking the fucking son tried to sell his mom a Percocet, so he fucking shot at the sun, and the sun didn't even <laughs> fucking flinch, yo. Oh god. god, you, you, you know, yeah, you know that something is impressive when you have Mike basically rolling on the ground. Mike, oh, Mike he does a better, he does a better Mexican than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of your Peterson voice, bro. I'm jealous of that shit. I wish I, I could. Do the do you do the Mexicano, man. Crap, we only have 90 seconds left. Oh, you guys oh, can no. see that part? Okay. Yeah, so I'll, um, I pretty much just want to hear for the last 90 seconds about Mike's uh, presidential campaign. Can we get the update on that, bud? <clears throat> oh, shit. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta do the PhD first, man, and then, then I got to. It's a hell of a long way, so we've been sidetracked, but it'll come back. Don't don't worry, we're 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 still on board. It maybe got pushed back about twenty years, but or whenever I get done with this, but uh, it's coming. You know, that's why I'm gonna vote for Morales. He's talking about wanting to get the PhD first. Meanwhile, this Barack Hussein Obama was doing the THC first, and that's what I've always said. It's not about him being black. Uh, that's my impression of every woman over the age of 35 that shops at this mall. Uh, we're about to run out of time here. Thank you so much, you guys, for being on this episode. I think that was a really good one. Thank you, you Joey. You got pleasure. it. God bless America.